Welcome to the podcast of Scott Street MB Church. We hope you find this message inspiring and encouraging in your walk as a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning, church family. It's a joy to be together today. I love that scripture. Thank you for reading it, Trish. Um, good news gives health to the bones. And, and we've had some good news around here. I see something you don't see. I look up and I see Tim holding his little baby, eight-year-old, eight-day-old baby Jane. And um, that's good news to all of us. And Emily, you did all the hard work, and we are so proud of you and, and so happy that you're feeling well. God bless you. Oh, there's all sorts of good news, weddings coming up, and, and uh, a, a baby a week right now. And uh, Good news, if you're in the gym, take a look at the beautiful new window coverings in the gym. They're, they make our gym more inviting. Good news, look at all of our bulletin boards, our summer interns, Naya in particular, uh, refreshed all of our beautiful bulletin boards, designed them and made them fresh and new. And good news, did you see the children on the screen today? We couldn't do that until this week. So we get to see what uh, they're seeing on TV. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, we got to do something. That's in HD. What's with, there's something wrong with that camera. I don't know. (laughs) There, David. But look at, yes, David, look at the things we can do. We have a, a brand new camera over there, that white one that David can control, and Zooming in and out, good news, good news. We can produce a service for the, for the world to enjoy. David is going to be playing with this all service long, no doubt. <laughs> Today we're going to continue looking at uh, Proverbs and we're going to be looking at our journey on the path. Thank you, David, for playing with our, our new machines back there. It's, uh, it's a joy to have the technology we need to, to spread the word of Christ to the world. Our principle that we've had for the past, what, four weeks is that uh, our direction will determine our destination. Again, I I always tell the story, when we leave our house and I turn to the right, if I go to the right, I go to Happy Rolf's and I see the brand new baby uh, donkeys. If Sarah and I go to the left, we're probably heading out to the lighthouse, out to the Nicholson Trail. The direction I turn, the path I'm on, determines my destination, where I'm going to end up. Last week we spoke about trusting God with all our hearts and leaning not on our own understandings and all our ways acknowledging him, and he makes our path straight. I have a theory I'd like to test on you today, and I believe that one of the most difficult things in life is to know things you don't know. One of the most difficult things in life is to know things you don't know, but the problem is you don't know what you don't know. So how do you find out the things you need to know? Here's an example from my life. I started my first master's degree when I was a young man, 19 years of age. I went to Acadia University. My pastor, who I love dearly, uh, Dr. Sam Baxter, an Irishman, he said, Rob, you've got to go to Acadia University. It's lovely. And I said, Sam, I will go to Acadia University. I will... Helped to, to do my beloved Sam Baxter's funeral a couple of years ago. Uh, that man was incredible. And he, he was a good advisor, a good counselor. So I went to Acadia Theological School, to a graduate school. And um, the fact was, I loved Jesus. But I knew nothing. I, I, really, I, went, well, I knew something. I went to Sunday school and youth group. And um, is that enough to be a pastor? 
Well, I, yeah, you need, I think you need a little more. I think you need a little more. I knew I loved God, so I showed up, and there were people, I had to sign up for courses, systematic theology. It's systematic? I, biblical languages, I had to learn Greek and Hebrew. I had to learn homiletics. I didn't even know what homiletics was. You probably don't know what homiletics is. Homiletics is the study of the art of preaching. I found that out too on my first day of class. I signed up for it. I thought homiletics is that, I don't know. I had no idea. So I showed up at seminary. I was the youngest student by about three years of age. Everyone was older, smarter, and more confident. I showed up on a motorcycle. Bad idea. So a few of my friends had gone to Bible school and their fathers were pastors. Well, these guys, I thought they were... I just looked up to these, these fellas and, and they were my idols. They were, used words, big words, reconciliation, atonement. They could name the books of the Bible frontwards and backwards. And I remember in the early days, my professors would say, turn with me to, to the book of 1 Corinthians. And, and I thought, there's two Corinthians? First and second? There's two of them? Um, he would say, turn, turn in, in your Bibles. And when I was in seminary, we had something called a book, a Bible. It's a book. It, it's not on a computer. It wasn't on a computer. There, you, couldn't, you couldn't email. You couldn't text. You couldn't look at a smartphone because in those days, don't, phones were dumb. And um, we opened a book. And they would say, look in your Bible to 1 Corinthians. And I would go, either that I would go to the index... Or I would just start looking. I, have you, come on, you all know what that, it, that was like. First Corinthians, where is it? Oh, I'm still in the Old Testament, sorry. So I would look, look, look. And by the time I'd found First Corinthians chapter 1, he was giving me the next Bible verse to look for. And I was still in Corinthians, and he was in the Minor Prophets, and I was having problems. So what did I do? I got sticky notes. We had sticky notes. No smartphones, sticky notes we had. And I put a sticky note at the beginning of every book of the Bible. And they started to help, but the problem is sticky notes soon lose their stickiness. So I'd, I'd be looking for my sticky notes because my sticky notes would fall out of the Bible. And one of my friends said, Rob, why don't you just buy a Bible with an index along the edge? There are Bibles that have the little index and it gives every book of the Bible. Sometimes they're gold. They're so beautiful. And I said, you can buy a Bible? that has all of the books on the side of the Bible. I said, when did they come out with this? He says, oh, a hundred years ago or so. And it was, I, I said to myself, why didn't someone tell me about this magic Bible that helps me find all of the books so, so easily? I've been struggling and my sticky notes were falling all over the place. How come I didn't know that there was a Bible like this? Well, I'd never asked. And no one had ever told me. I didn't, I simply didn't know. Now, how come we don't know what we don't know? How could I have known this unless someone told me? You've probably had a few of these instances yourself. If you're old like me, you probably remember how difficult it was learning to use computers and smartphones. So nowadays... Kids, like little kids, like Nate, you know, they, children 
are wired for these things. And so I'll say, so how do I, how do I attach a picture to an email? And they'll, they'll take my phone and they'll say, well, you just do this. And one, two, three, there it is. It's like, slow down. Was that one, two, three? And they, they do it just like that. I'll say, how do I see someone else on my computer? Oh, they say you go to FaceTime and one, two, three, there you can see someone. And I'm thinking, I'm going to one, two, three you. <laughs> so tomorrow, if you don't slow down and show me how to one, two, three, because there's so much I don't know. And as soon as I know something, they change it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you need a system update. I'm, oh, I'm going to one, two. We're learning these days that there's a formula about how we get to where we want to be. Our direction determines our destination. That getting from point A to point B involves more than just hopes and dreams. It includes our path. So far we've learned that there's a series of mid-course corrections we need to make if we're going to stay on the right path. When we see danger, if we are prudent, if we are wise, we change what we're doing. We've learned that one of the most common mistakes is that we trust our hearts. Because oftentimes our hearts give us bad, help us make bad choices. Our hearts often seek happiness, not truth. Our hearts might lead us on the broad road rather than the narrow road. And today, I want to help you learn an essential lesson that for success along the path. A lesson that has to do with figuring out what you don't know. And how do you do that? Well, Phil alluded to it. How do you discover what you don't know to avoid the potholes and the pitfalls of things you just never saw coming? Fortunately, King Solomon, who wrote the book of Proverbs and was purportedly the wisest man ever to live, gave us some help. And we looked at Proverbs 15, verse 22 this morning. We'll focus on plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. So how can you know what you don't know? You have people around you who help you. Specifically, you seek the right advice from the right advisors. I've had some wonderful advisors here. Rodney. You know one? Gerhard Wall. That man is a wonderful man. He's not here so I can talk about him. But he's been such a help, a good, giving me guidance and help on my journey. So... We need people to help us know that which we don't know. So, why don't we seek people? Why don't we seek advice? Number one, we don't seek advice because we think we already know uh, what, we what we need. We, we're ignorant. We, we think, well, I, 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 don't need, I don't need someone to help me. I'm good enough. Well, that's, that's a statement born out of ignorance. Number two, it feels better to have people think we know what we're doing than to let them know that we don't have a clue. It's, it feels better when people think we know something. And that works until when? Until you open your mouth. And then it's clear. You don't know what you're talking about. So that means either keep your mouth closed and look smart, or open your mouth and people will find out what's inside. That's pride. Thirdly, Sometimes it just seems too much work to figure out how to get advice. And that's lazy. I'll just do it myself. I'll figure it out later. I'll talk to someone. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'll read the instructions later. You ever done that? 
Ever done that and you think, why didn't I read them to start? Um, That's called laziness, or or the word in Scripture is slothfulness. I'd like you all to use that word one time this week. Slothful, slothful. It's a good word. So ignorance, pride, and laziness. Please, Lord, I trust that those three words do not apply to me. The problem is ignorance, pride, and laziness can keep us on the wrong path, can take us in the wrong direction. So we make plans without counsel, without thought, without speaking to those who've gone ahead of us. And what happens? We fail or we're far less effective than we should be. At other times, we get counsel, but we get poor counsel because we get it from the wrong people. So why don't we seek wise counselors? We need people who are wiser than us. Why do we seek counsel from people who don't know what they're talking about? Because it's easy to get advice from the person beside you, from your friend. It's easy to get advice from a friend. But sometimes a friend, oftentimes a friend, is on the same point in the journey as you. And you want to be over there. You don't want to be here. Next, it's, it's easy to follow the herd. Why do we do what we do? Why don't we ask for help? Because we just do what everybody else is doing. Thirdly, it's easy to copy what our parents did. You know, most, I don't know how often you think about it, but oftentimes what we say and what we do is in our DNA almost. We do it because our parents did it. Never say to your wife, you sound just like your mother. The problem is, at times, your wife sounds like your mother. And gentlemen, you sound like your father and your mother sometimes too. Because that's what we were brought up with. Our moms and our dads, they taught us. They're our, our, our primary counselors. I'm amazed at how resistant people are to take cues from people that they don't want to be like. I'm even more amazed at how quick the average person is to borrow a page or two from someone who's never been where they want to go. So how about the parents who parent like their parents and wonder why their kids turn out the way they did? Let me say that again. How about the parents who act and live and speak like their parents did and they wonder why their kids turn out like them? Then there's couples who treat each other the way they saw their moms and dads treat each other. And they wonder why they are unhappy when their mother and father had an unhappy marriage. The great thing about having friends who share your season of life is that you have a lot in common. And they can, you can support one another on the journey. But the downside is that they aren't farther down the road than you are. They're pretty much at the same place. Friends of the same age are good for friendship, but they're not always the best at giving advice or counseling. So I'm not saying don't love and trust and talk to your friends. Please do. But when you're seeking to be over there and you want some information about being over there, ask someone who's been over there or is already over there, not someone who's standing with you. It's often that we take advice and it gets us into trouble. We make assumptions based on what others are doing and we think 
if our friends are doing something, and they're our friends, they're probably doing the right thing. And this is called a herd assumption. A herd assumption. Um, what's, what's that song right now? Um, uh, something Town Road. What's, what's the, what was that? Ta- it, just, it was number one all year long. What was it called? Old Town Road. Have you really listened to that song? It's a terrible song. I'm sorry this is going over the internet. Uh, that song is quite a song. And you know, it was, for those of you who've never heard the song, I don't recommend listening to it. But it was the number one song for, like, is listened to by billions and billions of people. And why? Why? So there's this herd mentality. I heard this song, you should listen to it. And they tell someone, and they tell someone. And in the end, I believe it's over a billion hits on YouTube listening to Old Town Road. Old Town Road. It's, it, you know, it's a funny herd, isn't it? It's a funny world we're in. How about if everybody you know is mortgaged to the hilt, they're driving two leased cars and applying for home equity line of credits. If everybody's doing that, it can't be bad. So I might as well do it too. No, that's the herd mentality. How about this one? If everybody goes home after work, after school, they go to their computers and they go, they get food and they go back to their rooms and eat in their rooms. Did you know 48% of Canadian homes, that's what they do now, they do not eat dinner together? 48%, almost half of Canadian homes, they don't eat together. They grab their computers, they grab their devices, they grab their food, and one goes to this way and the other goes the other way. Must be okay, everybody's doing it. Yes? No. No, we got, we got generations of young people who, who, who need love and care and they need mom and dad to, to listen to their stories. You need to eat together. If everybody's headed in a similar direction, is it the right direction? You know... Everyone can be wrong. A lot of people can be wrong. You've got to use your minds, you've got to use your hearts, and you've got to get good counsel so that you make wise decisions, so that your whole family is on the right path. Taking your cues from people who share your season of life is equivalent to asking for, for following directions from someone who's never been where you want to go. So how do you get a good advice about being on the path? What's the secret? Solomon said, let the wise listen and add to their learning. Let the discerning get guidance. Proverbs 1.5. Wise people listen to counsel and get wiser. Discerning people listen to guidance and get further along the path. Listening and paying attention to what other people say is so important to our journey. Here's a few secrets to getting good counsel. Number one, the first secret is knowing that you always need good counsel. No one gets to the place where they know everything and they don't need any help. Who, uh, who was I with? Peter. 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 Is it Weens? He's 101 years old. And I have coffee with him oftentimes on Thursdays. And I ask him, I ask him stories. I have something to learn from Peter. But you know, Peter always has questions for me. 
And I try to help Peter too. He's, He's a Dirksen. Dirks. Oh, Dirks. Mr. Dirks. Yes. Wonderful, wise man. He knows that he still needs help. The Bible uses the word advisors. Advisors give you good advice. So, some of you know I love to ride motorcycles. And when I'm going on my trips, I have maps that I I plan my journeys, and I have a GPS. But when I get to where I'm supposed to be going, and I stop at a gas station or I go get a cup of coffee, I always ask the people there, where are the best roads? You know, where's a, nice, where's a nice road along one of the lakes or along one of the rivers? And they always love to tell me their secret, their secret roads. This one's not on the map or this one you'll never find, but this is a beautiful ride. When I get to where I'm going, I ask the local people for their counsel because they have something that my maps and my computers and my GPSs don't have. They have experience. And they can teach me something. How many of you have followed your GPS to a dead end? I was, it wasn't that long ago there was a picture of a car in a lake. And the lady got out of her car and said, the GPS said I should go this way. And she drove right into the lake. I think she needed counsel. <laughs> Advice. If you hit water, stop. So the first secret to getting good counsel is to be open to it. Wise people listen, they ask, they, they learn. Second secret is to ask more than one person's advice. For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but many advisors makes victory sure. Proverbs eleven fourteen, Solomon says, many, not one, many. Many advisors make victory sure. When, it's hard to believe, but it's, it's just about a year since Sarah and I came here. Not quite a year since we began. When we were talking with Rodney and, and, and with you about the possibility of coming here, I found out how many Mennonite friends I really have. And they are many. And I said, tell me about this Scott Street Church. What do you know about this church? Tell me about this church and its history. I asked for advice. I got the annual reports from the church and and read through our annual reports. What is this church like? I talked to staff. One of the first people I talked to was Sabrina. And and I thought, if if that incredible lady is there, it must be a good place to be. And she told me all about the church. Then I talked to my mom and my dad. They give me good advice. I said, what do you think? I spoke to my parents, I spoke to my friends, of course I spoke to Sarah. She often gives me good advice, sometimes, (laughs) most of the time. And I got all sorts of advice, and in almost without a single one, the advice was, Rob, Sarah, go. Go. Seems like a good fit, seems like a beautiful place. Why don't you just go and trust God? And it was good advice. So here we are a year later, and, um, and we're home. And we love it. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't pay her to clap. I promise. I did. But thank you. It is, it's nice to be where you're loved and, and um, where you feel 
like the counselors and the, the advice, the advisors led you to this place. Number three, don't let pride keep you from admitting you don't know. Pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Proverbs 13.10. Pride may be the number one que- reason that we don't ask for help. Successful, successful people are, are open to asking, so what should I do? How can I do this? What will make this work? And they're quick to go to people for help. Are you quick to say, I need help, and to find people who can help you? Solomon describes the path, Proverbs 12, 15, the way of the fool might seem right to him, remember this one, but a wise man listens to advice, and a wise woman. The way of a fool is to not ask for advice. The path of the wise is to seek counsel. So when a friend comes and says, I'm worried about the direction you're headed in, the fool says, ah, don't worry about me, I'm okay. A wise man and woman will say, tell me what you're seeing. What's going on? What do you, why are you worried about me? How about this one? A dad will say to his son, I'm worried about some of the habits that you seem to be developing. The foolish son says, ah, dad, leave me alone. The wise son will say, dad, what's going on? What do you see? A mother comes to her daughter and says, honey, I think your behavior could get you into trouble one day. Foolish daughter says, Mom, you're so old-fashioned. Maybe you heard that one. But a wise daughter will say, let me listen. Mom, Mom, tell me what you're seeing. Explain to me. Help me. Even sometimes an employer will say, you're new to this business. Can I help you? I have some advice for you. The foolish employee will say, if it's none of your business, then I don't want to hear it. A wise employee will say, I'm new here. I, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but any advice you can give me, I'll sure be grateful for. Can you manage your pride? We, we all have to manage that. Pride makes us dumb. Pride makes us not ask the questions we need to ask. Pride puts us on the wrong path. Fourth, take counsel from people who have been where you want to be. Your life and mine are on a path, and the path either leads us towards where we want to go or it leads us away from where we want to be. Secret to getting good counsel is first knowing that you need it. Secondly, to get it from the right people, from people that we respect who've arrived where we want to go. There's a real difference between the right road and the easy road, and the easy road most times is the the simple, the ignorant road doesn't seek counsel, ignores the advice of others. Wise man and a wise woman seek counsel from wise people. Listen to it, heed it, and then walk the path to get to where they want to go. So, students are starting school on Tuesday. Imagine how much better they could do in school if time to time they speak to someone older and they, someone they admire and they get advice. How, how, how should I study? I'm starting high school. What classes should I take? If I want to go to college, what should I be, what should I be focusing on in high school now? Employees. Imagine the steps they could take to help them to be more successful in their jobs if only they asked for advice, for good counsel. 
It would set you on a good path. Some of you wonder why oftentimes your paths fail. But many of our plans fail because they weren't good plans. We should have gotten help. We should have asked good counselors. So God's word says to us, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. Who here is an advisor? I want every hand, every hand, every hand. You are an advisor. Yes, you are an advisor. I see you shaking your head. You're a good advisor to me. If you don't know that you are a counselor and an advisor, let me let you know today, you are. Your friends look to you. Your family look to you. Your neighbors look to you. You are an advisor. You need to give wise advice to those around you. Here is Pastor Rob's advice and my counsel to you this morning. Number one, come back next week. Because we're not yet done our walk through Proverbs, and we're going to learn more from the Word of God. We are growing in wisdom every week. Number two, can you read the book of Proverbs? I've encouraged you to open it up. If you haven't had a chance yet, open it up and, and read some of the book of Proverbs. There's, there's a chapter for every day, and it is a wonderful book. Number three, ask God to show you counselors. Where are the counselors that you have for me? And many of you have been my counselors over the last year, and I'm grateful for you. You've helped me, and you've shown me the way. Number four, seek advice this week from someone who is where you want to be. What are your goals? Where do you want to be? In life, in relationships, in faith? Ask for help. Ask for help. And number five, this week my counsel for you is to follow Jesus even closer than before. It's interesting that one of the things Jesus said on earth throughout his life and work was, follow me. It's a directional statement. It's a path statement. Follow me. Walk behind me, and he'll show you the way. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest, he said. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For I am gentle and humble of heart. And as you follow me, you will find rest for your souls. Isn't that beautiful? God bless you as you seek God's direction for you this week. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we want to follow you. Thank you for showing us the way. Father, we need good counselors. Show us the right people. Bring into our lives men and women who will show us the way and put us on the right path. When it comes to making good decisions, Father, help us to be on the best path. Help us not to be ignorant. Help us not to have pride. Replace pride, Father, with humility, we pray. And when we tend towards laziness, Father, show us our faults, spur us on to do the right things and to have the energy and the desire to do the right things. Father, we want to be on the path you have set for us. So take our lives and mold us. Father, make us good counselors to others and bring 
good counselors to us. Thank you that you and your word are a great counselor. So, Father, make us people who will share wisdom and get others on the right path, that we could be a blessing to our families, our businesses, our communities, and our church. We pray this in Christ's name. Contact any of our pastors, please visit scottstreetchurch.ca.